Welcome to Purpose Driven Passive Profits. If you're looking to do real estate investing because you want a Lamborghini or a fancy watch, you wanna fly in private planes, that's all good and nice, but we know that that's not what it's really about. What it's about is building foundational wealth for you and your family so you can have the impact you want in the world. The best way to change the world is to be the change yourself. That's why you're here. You're looking for ways to invest that are responsible, grow generational wealth, and help you live the life that you were meant to live. My name is Steve Werner. I'm the Chief Investment Officer, and I am joined by Nate Armstrong, the CEO of Inc. 500's Home Invest. Nate, how are you doing today? Steve, I'm so good, man. So good. Ready to rock this. Awesome. So we are going to start off by talking about what is going on in the economy right now. Two banks have crashed. The stock market has gone down. It's kind of gone up and bounced a little bit. If you have a IRA or a 401k, you are about ready to go through something really, really extreme. If you saw this in 2007, 2008, 2009, we are right on the verge of that. Nate, what's going on? I mean, you study this stuff all the time. Talk to us a little bit about what we should expect if we have a 401k or an IRA and what we should be doing with that money right now to stay safe. Yeah. So a lot of people think that the storm has blown over. They said, oh, 2022 is behind us now. The worst is gone and we're going to have a soft landing. And I just want to clue people in on the reality. The reality is, is that there won't be a soft landing in uh, in stocks at least. Um, and the reason is if you look at the inverted yield curve right now, it's just, it's it's showing, it's been an accurate prediction of every single recession for the past five recessions. And if you look at that closely, you can see where all of this is going. Uh, I'm looking at staple staples like food, uh, toilet paper. Uh, if you want to track those, you can look at Costco. Costco's same store store sales year over year is down. Why on earth would Costco, who is probably the best in the world at selling kind of the staples and signatures, why would their sales be down year over year? And so when you start to look at those things, you you figure out what's actually going on. There's still massive layoffs happening. The worst is yet to come. And I don't mean to like sound all doom and gloom because I'm usually an optimist. Like in my heart, I'm an optimist, but that's the reality of where the market's going. And so when I look at that for my family, I look for things that are going to survive this, uh, things that are going to do really, really well, or at least favorable during recessions. And so that's why I turn back to uh, hard assets like real estate, um, not necessarily single family homes because single family homes, I think will take a, a bit of a beating. But uh, things like multifamily real estate, that's where the safe haven was during the last 2008, 2009, 2010 downturn. Okay, so really quick, Nate, I want to know, talk to me a little bit more about what a inverted yield curve is. It sounds like a really fancy name for something, somebody that understands spreadsheets, but then you're talking about toilet paper. What exactly is an inverted yield curve and how is it relevant? Like, talk to me a little more about that. Exactly. That that's one of those things for the spreadsheet folks that are out there. Um, anyone that follows stocks and bonds really closely in treasuries, um, when you start to have the relationship between those three assets invert like this, that's when usually the economists are sounding the the big red red alarm bell or they're ringing the big alarm bell, and that's what's happening right now. And so um, I'm not one of those big spreadsheet guys when it comes to stocks and bonds. I keep a little bit of assets in those columns, but most of my assets, I lean towards stuff that I can control, stuff that I physically can touch. And that's usually real estate. 
Okay, so talk to me about if, if the inverted yield curve is the like the signal bell, the warning fire, the ding that's telling us that a recession is coming. Why will multifamily not be affected by this? Like, why why should I think that real estate wouldn't hurt? Didn't real estate blow up and like implode in two thousand eight, nine, and ten? Yeah, it did. So um, single family houses did, uh, luxury uh, properties did in in 2000, it really started in 2007 in some zip codes, 2008, it started to show up pretty much nationwide. There were a lot of price cuts happening. And then by 2012, we hit the bottom of the whole real estate downturn. Um, the stock market will happen much, much faster. So when people are watching the inverted yield curve, it's a relationship between bonds, government short-term bonds, typically, um, they're offering a higher yield than their long-term bonds. When that happens, it's usually because there's some fear in the marketplace, rightfully so. Um, real estate doesn't happen as fast. So what we have to do is we have to look at the, the market that, that is in front of us right now, which is the bond market, the treasury market, and then the stock market. We look at them and then we see what's happening. We see where the panic is. And then we can forecast with real estate from there. Real estate is a slow motion crash. Uh, typically between four and five years is a real estate crash. That's the cycle time that it takes. Whereas a stock market crash, that can usually happen over the course of sometimes six days, sometimes six months, sometimes a year. So I'm just looking at what's happening right now in the bond market, the stock market, and the treasury market, and I'm forecasting to the real estate market. Would you like to know why? Yeah, absolutely. Why, why the crashes? Okay, so um, why the crash happens in real estate is because jobs go away. Jobs drive everything. If someone can't afford to pay for their mortgage or pay for rent, then they subsequently find themselves out of the house and then usually moving into an apartment building. So why multifamily will survive this whole cycle like it did back in 2008 through 2012? Multifamily is the go-to place where people downsize to. They move from the single family house that they either lost because they couldn't afford the mortgage or they lost because they couldn't afford the rent and they move into the multifamily property. So that's why multifamily did well during the last downturn. Do values sometimes dip a little bit on uh, real estate globally? Yeah, sometimes they do, but rents don't. And when I'm buying a piece of real estate, I'm not looking at it so much on the value today or the value tomorrow. I'm looking at it on the rents, the cash flow, how much profit will it derive. And then I let the values kind of be a, a cherry on top or icing on the cake to the cash flow that the property derives. So cash flow increases during recessions for, for my multifamily properties, at least. So, okay, let's talk a little bit about that specifically, because if I'm scared that the stock market is going to go down and crash, I want to pull out my money and sit in cash. If I put it into a real estate deal, what I hear you saying, if I'm listening correctly, is single family might crash, but multifamily is protected because people are moving into it and they're paying rents. And did you say, did I hear you say that rents actually go up during a recession? In 2007, uh, my first um, multifamily that I really tracked closely during the last crash, um, my property value of it, it went down a little bit by 2008, 2009, 2010. By 2012, it was at its lowest point valuation-wise. And I had a lot of people saying, well, hey, why don't you sell? Everyone else is selling. And um, I had a lot of other properties too at the time. And, and I'm like, well, I'm collecting rent. 
My rent went up in 2008. I increased it in 2009. I increased my rent again in 2010. Why would I sell it? Doesn't make any sense. And so I didn't. And then that same asset, after we cleared the whole 2008 through 2012 cycle, that same asset went up in value the next year and went up again and went up again. And now today that value of that property, if you look at it online, the value of that property is about double what um, it would have been back in 2008, 2007, 2008. And so it's interesting to me, like some people will panic and they'll jump ship in the middle of a cycle like that. But if your rent is coming in strong and you're collecting strong cash flow, there's no reason to like, um, so yeah, my, mine weathered the storm very, very well from a cash flow perspective. Okay. So let me ask a follow-up question to that. If I invested into this deal with you, even though the value of the property went down, rents went up. Did I get a good return? If I would have invested with you in 2008, 2009, would I have gotten a good return on that property? Great, great question. So um, the answer is yes. Um, that property ended up favoring very, very well. Um, there, I want to draw a line between the single family, duplex, even up to four units. They're very different than a multifamily property. Um, most of what we buy today, they're beautiful multifamily properties. In multifamily properties, their value is not driven off of, sometimes in the residential world, you'd call it a comparable sale. Like what did the neighbor's house sell for? They call it comps for short. A multifamily property's values is not driven that way. It's driven off of the net operating income. So what that means is that if the rent goes up, the value of the property can go up. If the rent goes down, then the value of the property can go down. And so values on multifamily property can be driven up even in the midst of a recession. So I'll give you a, a, a foresight on like a, a project we're working on right now. We bought the property. Immediately upon taking possession of it, the first thing that we did is we uh, cleaned out the parking lot, which had basically free parking in the building in the past, unassigned parking. And so we went in there and we painted all the, the stripes numbered them, like striped the parking lot, numbered them. We made it organized. And then we started selling parking spots, like selling as a, a renter could purchase one for the year for 55 bucks per month is what they average out. By doing that, we increased the net operating income on that property by 8,000 per month today. And within a couple of years, it'll probably be around 12,000 per month. We added immediate, immediate ROI to the property, but we also added the income. The net operating income goes up, the value of the property goes up. You can't do that on a single family house. You can't do that on a duplex, not as easily at least. The value is going to be driven off of what the neighbor's house sells for. Multifamily is very, very different. I have a couple more questions about multifamily, but we are going to save those for the next episode. If you want to know where to park your money during a recession and what makes multifamily work, especially our multifamily, it's going to be the location. It's going to be the way that you purchase the property. And it's going to be cash flow. And we're going to cover that in the next episode. Nate, thanks so much for sharing with us. Always great to hear from you. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. No problem. All right. Till next time, guys. Take action, change lives, make money, and check out the deal that we are working on right now.